Hi, and welcome to All This in the Oscars 2, AwardsDaily.com's podcast on the Oscar race. My name is Sasha Stone. I'm the founder of AwardsDaily.com. I'm here with three of our editors, Ryan Adams, Clarence Moy, and Mark Johnson. Hello. Hello. Hi, hello. Happy so, Oscar Day. Yeah, that's something that that is it. That's what happened today. <laughs> it was an Oscar Day. <laughs> so we're just coming down off of our um uh <clears throat> Twilight Zone, third year Twilight Zone Oscar nominations being dropped today on a, I thought, very well-produced announcement on YouTube. I thought it was really well done. I really liked it. And and we had the Oscar nominations come down, and they were quite shocking, I think, in a lot of ways that people didn't expect. Um, I think in my – I'll just start with this one thought before I send it over to you guys. I think that I had had flashbacks of 2012 because I felt like with – Ben Affleck and Catherine Bigelow, a lot of people thought that they were sure bets and so they didn't choose them because they figured they were getting in anyway. And so I think with Lady Gaga, that's what happened. I think with Villeneuve, that's what happened. I think when people think somebody is a sure bet front runner, they just, they, and they want to push something else or someone else, they'll, they'll forego that thinking, oh, well, they'll probably, they're going to get in anyway. So. That's what I think. Anyway, mm, um, theory, you're right. basically the, the nominations came down in a really strange way. We have Power of the Dog leading with 12 nominations, and it's the only film that has um, pic- it has picture, director, and the key nomination of editing, which is a really important stat in the Oscar race. Um, and there are no BAFTA nominees in Best Actress because Lady Gaga was the only one, and... The only um, best picture that has a SAC Ensemble nomination is Belfast. And the three actresses that have a Globe and a SAG and an Oscar would be Nicole Kidman, Jessica Chastain, and Olivia Colman. And Kristen Stewart comes in with the, um, the Globe and the Oscar. And then the surprise nominee was um, Penelope Cruz for Parallel Mothers, which I think is a very well-deserved nomination. Okay, that's my spiel now. Let's take it away, everybody else. Mm-hmm. Wow. This year reminds me of Power of the Dog start, is starting to feel like uh, Shape of Water to me, where it's a nomination leader, but didn't get a SAG ensemble nomination. Mm-hmm. Minus uh, the it's Fox Searchlight versus Netflix, but yeah. True. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, I just that's that's just my initial thought. The other thing is um, something I uh, tweeted or texted to you this morning sasha which is maybe maybe the rule of thumb is no longer the um the best picture winner is somebody something you sit some everyone in, in front of and they can all enjoy it versus it's the thing that you feel the least guilty about the next morning after you've awarded best picture <laughs> i'm starting to think that uh Green uh, Green Book has been the most significant best best picture winner of our time because it <laughs> so dramatically changed everything after it. Yes, true, true. So many things have changed so dramatically. I think that, from my perspective, COVID has changed everything in the race. It's been a huge, transformative thing for the Oscars, in a good way and in not a good way, in my opinion. But I'll be writing about that more in my column. My column. <laughs> So uh, <laughs> I have to write back to your point, Clarence, <laughs> about SAG and um, and Green Book and Power of the Dog, possibly because uh, they have a relatively small cast, only three or four primary um, characters, mm-hmm. and really only two or three characters ever interact at the same time on screen. Right. Mostly just two, and so that's uh, you know it's not, it doesn't really feel like an ensemble group of people in the same way like don't look now or don't look up i mean and the same is shape of water in that the key figures were nominated anyway you know like that's what i mean shape of water not green book but yeah same goes for green book and shape of water yeah right? when they and la la land when the mm-hmm. when the yeah. key people are um when the key people are uh, uh nominated then they don't necessarily feel the need to repeat that now it's still odd to me because a million dollar baby got a best uh, ensemble nomination and had all the key players nominated so it mm-hmm. does sometimes you know it, it they if they love a movie enough they will override that um mm-hmm. but I, I think i'm not saying they don't love it to the I'm new sag after it too you know we just we have we haven't really pinned down how they what they do yet yeah, since since after joined. Right, but they yeah, but I mean it's not like they didn't like Power of the Dog because they gave it. Well, I oh mean, right, yeah, it definitely has two nominations, so it is definitely in play there. But I mean, I think that I think that for me the the big thing that I see from this is that um, 
without the live shows, without the real live happenings of movie theaters and people. And I think that it's hard to, sh to build buzz. So I think what you have is something a little more like what the critics deal with when they evaluate movies, which is kind of an isolated experience with you and the movie and the performances and stuff. And I think that's different than what the awards race usually is, which is a, a much more kind of communal experience or it has been in the past where you're in screening rooms with people you're around the same industry members all the time at screenings you feel the applause you feel the excitement generated and, and there's just none of that this year and like last year <laughs> so it's the same way but I mean all the same I don't think my only really negative comment coming out of this is that they kind of shot themselves in the foot, not deliberately, but uh, without Lady Gaga because she's such a big star. And to, to lose that level of star power for your show is almost devastating for them in terms of ratings. But I'm sure they'll find a way to make up for it. But I mean, that's the kind of presence you want to um, to walk into the room and, and that, that gets people to tune in. Hell, she brought people out to see House of Gucci, you know. So I think that maybe, maybe she can host. She can host the Oscars. Yes. <laughs> and she gets up there and she's like, I almost died while filming that. <laughs> Ridley Scott had to pull me out. <laughs> no, but enjoy your nomination. But enjoy your nomination. These actresses, you know, they basically played themselves and that's fine. They did the best they could, you know. <laughs> But they didn't do the kind of work that I did. My therapist told me I had to back off. <laughs> Come on, that would be the greatest thing ever if she hosted. It would be. So, Mark, where's your head at? I have no idea. I'm still, I'm still trying to absorb everything that happened. It, uh, you know, Power of the Dog looks like a clear front runner at this point. I don't even know. Where I would aim number two, I guess I'm sticking with Belfast in that conversation. But man, it's Power of the Dog hit everywhere it needed to, mm -hmm. and then some. Yeah. And every other major contender missed something that's pretty vital. Yeah. You know, you know, whether editing or screenplay or director or acting, um, you know, of any kind, like the Licorice Pizza, no acting awards or editing. So I don't know. I'm still trying to wrap my mind around what happened and, um, yeah, I think Power of the Dog is. I, I have to move it to number one now. I think, and, and it's a good, you know, it's a great movie. If it, if it wins, I'll be very, yeah. you know, if it's that or Belfast, I'm happy, right? So, right, and I, I would just like to call your attention to a couple of things to think about. One is the twelve nomination rule is a, um, it's it's not a common number. Like the last movie that won in the era, the only movie that's won in the era, the preferential ballot would be the King's speech, you know, and, and that's the same publicity team behind the power of the dog. And so I, they are Lisa Tayback and that crew. They're so good at this. She's so good at this. I mean, she's brought so many best picture winners in that I, you know, I could, I could see her turning any of my doubts about power of the dog right around, you know, with, with publicity campaign. But I would also like to draw your attention to the Revenant versus Spotlight year versus mm -hmm. Big Short with Adam McKay in play. And Spotlight and the Big Short were the only two movies that had SAG Ensemble nominations, I remember. And I remember being stuck on that. And I remember people saying, it doesn't matter, it doesn't matter, it doesn't matter, because Revenant doesn't have you know as many actors and it doesn't, it's still going to win. Um, but I kept being, and I know we're, that was that was in the era post-merger post with, with After Us. So it's it's not... It's not just a, a SAG after thing. It was, it, in fact, with AFTRA, it's even more populist in terms of what movie a lot of people like. So something has to win the SAG ensemble. Now we've seen these movies that win there, and it doesn't really make a difference, right? They they win there like uh, Black Panther or whatever it is that wins there, and then it doesn't affect the Oscar race in any way at all. But we're not usually faced with a situation like this where we only have one that is. A best picture well, usually there's two or three or something i have to go back and look but i can't remember the last time there was only one um i'll have to look at my my big chart but um in general 
for the most part, if we take out the editing stat, because if you look at the editing category, it's really weird. It doesn't have yeah. only power of the dog is in editing. So that means if you go by that stat, West Side Story can't win, Licorice Pizza can't win, Belfast can't win, unless we throw that stat out. But let's just set that aside for a minute. I'm not willing to do that because it's actually a stronger stat than the SAG Ensemble. But um, but let's just set it aside for a minute and look at what they generally do in the Oscar race. Now, usually a 12-nomination movie would be something that's big and that's more visually stirring, you know, like The Revenant or like Gravity or something like that. Um, Bower the Dog isn't. It's, a, it's an intimate um, period drama. So that's all the more remarkable that it's gotten all these nominations and it's coming in with 12. That's pretty unusual i think for a movie like that that's a like a seven nomination movie usually you know but that it comes mm-hmm. in with that many. and it would have been if not for all if, if all four actors had not been nominated that's a, that's that's where it differs from some of the oh, other oh okay purely- good point that's a really good point i have to think about that one too yeah but in general that's um in general and two supporting actor so it's mm-hmm. it's right. two supporting actors. Really rare. Yeah. yeah, very rare, very rare. So obviously the actors really like it. So you know we can, we have to just cross that one off. They love the movie. It has a social theme, you know, which is important. It's also a female filmmaker, which is important. It's the Netflix thing, so we have to factor that in. But in general, factoring the gay factor, which we don't know how much that has changed since broke back. Since changed some considerably, we can imagine, but they have never shown any proof of it yet. Well, there are, but there aren't back. any love scenes in this movie. You know, remember everybody that's said true. it was the, yeah, that's for sure the love scene. I know, damn it. <laughs> no, um, <laughs> right. But um, <laughs> but, and, you know, you know, they really, they actually really might like the fact that the gay you know, the gay characters are sinister. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Might, you know, a murderer. Whatever they held against gay films in the past, they may feel like, well, finally, we get to see what, exactly. we, what we like to see about gay people. Right. No, I mean, I think this would have had a much better chance of winning back in 2005 than, than Brokeback because of Brokeback's graphic mm-hmm. sex scene. Um, right. You know, but but that is but that's a really strong theme in the movie. But but in, anyway, my, my point, I'm just going to finish this and then I'll, I'll stop talking for goodness sake. But um the last thing is that, in general, they like to spread the wealth. And we haven't seen a sweep in a long time. So if there's ever going to be a time when one movie could sweep pretty well, um, it's it's going to be this movie. Because it doesn't have a lot of really direct competition, I wouldn't think, considering how the nominations came down. So if you look at 2009 and you look at 2010 and you look at the two years when there were 10 nominees instead of the other really weird way that they did it. In 2009, you had The Hurt Locker, which won a significant amount of Oscars. I think it's still the one that has won the most in the expanded era. It won sound um, and along with the, the main Oscars. And then you have The King's Speech, which came in with 12 and also won. So you have two kind of different winners than you have for the other times for the rest of the time that we've been in this era, they, they, they've split it up significantly more. And like, as you can see with 20, 2009, 2010, you had picture director joined, right? They won and screenplay in all three of those cases, they won all three top awards. So I, I don't know. I mean, I don't know if that has anything to do with how this is going to shake out, but I think there's something to look at in terms of how it's going to sweep and how it's going to maybe split if it does split. Gravity did have seven wins, but it didn't have any of the really top wins. Yeah. I guess the last time we had a sweep, uh, what we would call a sweep would be Slumdog Millionaire, right? Yeah, before the 2008. Yeah, that was before. Usually it's like they win three. Picture, Mm -hmm. director editing, or picture screenplay editing, or acting or something. But I think this movie, if if none of these other movies are competitive, then it's possible that it could win like six. Mm-hmm. I don't know which six, but <laughs> anyway, yeah. so what do you guys think? We should talk about best actress, right? Yeah, that's yes. a good one. Yeah. All right. Do you want me to keep blabbering or does someone else want to talk? Yeah. <laughs> you want yeah, me you to can. keep blabbering? Yeah, I'll, I'll and I'll listen you, to me worry. like a couple of cups of coffee <laughs> right. and I'm all... Um, um, okay, so best actress is really confusing and weird. It could be anybody because I haven't looked at the stats. I wish I had somebody who could answer this question, but I can't remember the last time that there were no 
Best Picture nominees. It seems like I should be able to remember this. I'm thinking, was it the Still Alice year, maybe? Um, the best Picture nominees and uh, Best actress? actress that had no Best Picture nominees. <sighs> I thought it was earlier than that. I just like checked that, out. Like like 2003 ish. Maybe. <clears throat> yeah. Uh, um. 2004. No, 2004 was Hillary Swank. Hillary Swank. Yeah. <laughs> right. That's when it was 2000. No, I. That's my guess. I don't remember. Mm. I know that. I know that this is the least amount of lead actor or lead actress representatives in the Best Picture lineup. We only have two since 2006, and that's when we had five Best Picture nominees. Yeah. It wasn't the Still Alice year because they had uh, Theory of Everything. From Felicity Jones was nominated for Theory of Everything, which was also nominated for Best Picture. It's, well, here's it's just one. combing through them. You have to go earlier. 1986, Children, oh no, Children of Lesser God was nominated. Moonstruck was. Uh, Dangerous Liaisons, was that nominated for Best Picture? Yes. Okay. Shoot, man. This is very rare and weird that this happened this mm-hmm. way. Um, I think it was... Did well, was Little Women nominated for Best Picture in 1994? Yeah. It wasn't. Was oh, it? 94. Yeah, know. that's the year, 1994. Yeah, right. That's the year with Jessica Lange. All right. Well, so if we look, especially it's a, it's especially odd because last year, all eight Best Picture nominees had at least one acting nomination. So to see like acting be so separate from Best Picture race is really odd. Very mm-hmm. and editing too. Um, that's what I mean. Like there, but, but then on the other hand, you look at a lot of these categories and they're all the same movies being picked over and over again with some of the branches. It's like they didn't watch everything, you know, but, but then these other categories, um, and I think, I think it might have to do with how many new members that they've added to these specific, they've added more in the acting and more in the directing categories than they have, um, the other categories, I think with the younger and more international members that they added. But anyway, if we look at that year, um, that year was was uh, Jodie Foster, I think, won for Nell. The SAG, yeah. Yeah, and did did Jessica Lange win the Globe, or did Jodie Foster win that one also? Maybe somebody else even won that. I remember it was a weird year. Um, um, there's another year. There's a more recent year, actually, it looks like. Uh, the year that Charlize Theron won for Monster. The the comp the uh, oh. other nominees were Whale Rider, uh, Keisha Castle Hughes, Diane Keaton, Something's Got to Give, Samantha Morton in America, and Naomi Watts, Twenty One Grams. None of those were nominated for Best Picture. No, and but that was a very hardcore frontrunner year. It wasn't wide open like this one is. Right. So this is an incredibly competitive race. No BAFTA. Somebody's got to win BAFTA. It's probably going to be Lady Gaga. Uh, then who's going to win the SAG? Uh, who's going to win the SAG? I guess that's the question yeah so my my, Kristen Stewart's not nominated there so she can't win so even if let's say Nicole Kidman well we did someone said recently that 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 could all go for different actresses this year all four major groups that we have left that could all go in different directions they did last year last year they did I mean yeah Mm -hmm. last year was Andrew Day at Globes uh, Viola Davis at SAG, Frances McDormand at BAFTA, and Frances McDormand for Oscar. So, okay, so maybe it's Gaga at BAFTA, Kidman got the Globe, Coleman gets the SAG, and Stewart wins the Oscar. Huh. Who knows? Yeah. You mean cause... Chastain just sits there and doesn't win anything, or Chastain <laughs> wins everything? Yeah, who knows? I don't know. I don't know anything at this point. I, don't <laughs> I have to go back to the drawing board. I mean, and I, I kind of had a chance to like realign. No, seriously, and I, I, I. I it, I mean, is it going to come down to which movie people like best? And in that case, it would be a toss-up between, yeah, or Lost Daughter, those two. Yeah. I think the fact that being, well, yeah, because Buckley got in too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, interesting. The J.K. Simmons and Buckley picks and then Bardem also getting in. I don't know. Yeah, right now I would, I'm going to put Kidman one. It's the question for me more is who's number two. I th- I think I'm going I'm going to go out on a limb and say it's Kristen Stewart. I'm kind of leaning in that direction I would love too. That. The I would most love talked that. about performance of the year, mm-hmm. all that buzz about not being nominated at <laughs> Snack. 
helps mm-hmm. her case. You know, it's, yeah. it's like the Ben Affleck mm-hmm. situation, yeah. right? And right. not to put um, too right. fine a point on it, but she's also the youngest. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. And they do and love that. And Kidman's one and Coleman's one. And Cruz. And Cruz is one, right? Mm-hmm. So you're down to Chastain and Stewart, which those are my two favorites of the year. And right. it could be either of them. I feel like, you know, I, I when I imagine Best Actress, and, and this is totally unreliable, but I, I just picture her winning. I picture Christine, Christ, Christine Stewart, Kristen Stewart's sister. <laughs> no, <Kristen>. Okay, Tasha. <laughs> oh, no, Tasha's back. Tasha's the one who took my, my predictions over, and that's why I did so badly. <laughs> I mean, right? She was changing them in the middle of the night (laughs) but so that's how i sort of see it i feel like it's between the two uh i I feel like there's a there's a buzz with stewart that the others don't really have as much um i would love it to be jessica chastain i mean she's had such an incredibly long career and she's really transformed herself with this she really worked hard and she's out there doing publicity um not like lady gaga was but she's you know she's still Poor Lady Gaga. This is so terrible. (laughs) I'm sorry to laugh. I'm not laughing. I'm just, it's so absurd that it's, I mean, it's just one of those crazy things. But um, it'd be great if Lady Gaga um, announced who she's voting for. That would be, (laughs) (laughs) she should do that. She should try to swing it. She should try to tamper with the election. It's hard to watch somebody who really wants to get nominated have that happen to them. Like it's, it's, I know. You know? I, know. I do hate it too. I really hate it, but I'm also really happy with who was nominated. Mm-hmm. And it, and back to uh, Kristen Stewart. Um, I can't. I could just feel all over, all over the internet this morning how thrilled people were that she was nominated. Mm-hmm. Yep. She's more excited. People are more excited about that nomination than any other. I think this morning. And they love the first timers. You know, they really do yeah. because you get that Cinderella story. Like, imagine Kristen Stewart, how like shy she is, kind of, and. Mm-hmm. If she, and first of all, look, man, she cleans up <laughs> really nicely. Like you see her and Spencer all dressed up. She's just gorgeous, you know, and mm-hmm. I, I imagine she's going to knock him dead at the Oscars. Um, but like, I can't you just see like that's a Cinderella story. The, pe- the mm-hmm. person that wins is usually the one that people want to see win the most. You know, who do you want to see win the most? And it just depends on who you are, right? Like I didn't, I, I wanted to see Glenn Close win. I am fine with Olivia Colvin winning, but I would have loved it. But a lot of people didn't feel that way. They didn't really, it felt like a, an expected thing, you know, like, oh mm-hmm. my God, I have to do this. If being the Ricardos had gotten in for screenplay or for um, picture, I would feel a little more confident with, how does it miss screenplay? Yeah. That was, mm-hmm. uh, that was surprising. I know. So it showed up everywhere with with screenplay all year long. It had WGA, it had the Globe screenplay, it had the BAFTA screenplay, it had the Critics screenplay. And the only thing that I, I give Coleman, sorry, that's not a polar bear dragging a, a dead body across the parking lot. I don't know what that noise is. Or, or is it? What is that? <laughs> <laughs> or is it? <laughs> I will say while we're on the topic of screenplay, since it's like the only thing that I ever got right in the past four months, I did mention Drive My Car would yes. probably be the be the, the outlier best screenplay <clears throat> nominee several months ago. Maybe yes. not several, but two months ago. I Very think. smart. You also predicted correctly the directing. And you got Nightmare Alley in Best Picture, which I kind of f- remember I was saying that I thought it would get in. I just didn't know which ones to take out. Right. Yeah. But, um, yeah. yeah. So that's that's a weird, I mean, I don't know. Do people want us to talk about Drive My Car? I think that it's obvious to me that, like, there's a shift between critics' influence than, than there used to be. It's much stronger now, and, and they're really good at putting a movie through if they really are passionately behind it and people listen to them like mm-hmm. Justin Chang and people like that. I think they have, they do have sort of influential power, especially in a time like right now. Um, mm-hmm. And it's, it's probably looking more and more like at least to me that the Oscars are just becoming naturally more international, more like the Cannes film festival and less like a, you know, an, an insular industry kind of thing. It's more global, um, uh, which, you know, is, is its own, own door opening to a different 
audience, right? It's not necessarily the audience that measures the ratings, but it's going to be opened up to a, to a different segment of the population. And with streaming, that kind of opens up that audience because if it's streaming, you don't have to worry about not being able to see it in a the theater. You can just watch it on online, you know? So it makes sense that it becomes more more global, you know, the, because mm-hmm. because the reach is farther. I mean, you know, see how many international members of our site we've always had, you know, that are interested in. And For they, sure. You know, let's. I mean, our call last night on uh, whatever that Twitter thing is, Spaces, we had quite a few international uh, people dial in and to talk to us about it. So that was yeah. kind of cool. Right. So on the one hand, it might be true that they're losing interest here in this country, but. The other mm-hmm. part is is opening up to to a wider country countries, you know, to, to people all over the right. world, which is kind of cool. Um, yeah. So I I don't know if Drive My Drive My Car is going to win international feature. Um, Power of the Dogs winning adapted, yeah. so it's probably not going to win that. I don't think. Maybe it. Wins. I can't imagine. <laughs> I can't imagine, but who knows? Uh, here's here's my here's a thought on Drive My Car. When an international film gets into Best Picture and it's the only one in there, I, I almost feel like they should not vote on the international Oscar or remove that film from the contenders. And here's why. You're already declaring Drive My Car the best international film of the year if it's the one that's in your Best Picture lineup. Because mm-hmm. those, are, those are the best pictures. That's your top 10 of the year. Mm-hmm. So clearly that's number one. So you can only end up in an embarrassing situation where you say, well, Drive My Car is one of the 10 best pictures of the year, but it's not as good as these other one of these other four that's not even in that 10. Yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. Right? So either when an international film is nominated, you got to pull it out of that smaller category, which I think the intent of that other category has always been to bring attention to these um, to films around the world. It no longer needs that attention. It's in the best picture lineup. It's going to get plenty of attention and director and screenplay. Right. So instead, remove it and replace it with number six or don't vote. Just give it that Oscar because it's clearly already won that by being in the best picture lineup. Did that make sense? I don't know if that makes yeah, sense. Yeah, it does but... make sense. Yeah. Yeah, because it always goes that way. Like they never don't pick the movie that's in the Well, it better. Right. Yeah. It better go that way because how embarrassing is it if, I don't know, worst person in the world, which that's my favorite. What if that wins international? But you've already told me that driving my car is better. So what, what's happening here? Right. <laughs> driving Miss know. Daisy and drive my car. Did I say driving? Got married Miss Daisy? and <laughs> gave birth to driving. I don't know what's happening. No. <laughs> but uh, I'm just what I need you know, I'm now. sorry, Mark. I'm just kidding. That's what I talked to my friend. <laughs> I talked to my friend Michael, and he um he feels the same way. The only thing that I that keeps coming up is how do you do it? Like because this country wins the Oscar in international feature, yeah. and the filmmaker wins it if it's in. Best picture, but I think it actually, I mean, Parasite won both, right? So it's theoretically possible for a movie to win both. But I do, I agree. I feel like they're, if it gets into both categories, they should automatically award the the film with either with some sort of like Oscar, right? And then let the other ones compete. You know, films, international features that didn't get into best picture. You know, and then this one that got into Best Picture, here's your Oscar, you've already won. And now we're going to, these other ones are going to see if they can win an Oscar, you know, Mm -hmm. maybe. Something, because we, because I mean, at this point, if you're picking anything other than Drive My Car in that category, what are you doing? (laughs) Like, what do you, how can you pick any of the other four? Yeah. To predict. I mean, it's it's a harmonious, a harmonious situation with film Twitter and critics and all that, that, that that they really are going to be happy with these. So I think the Academy is going to be happy with how happy they are. Um, but they're not going to get a lot of bad press yeah. and stuff. So that works out in their favor. Um, do we have questions? Should we get to those before? Because we're sure you know, we have like a 20. Yeah, let's do it. Okay, let's get to the questions. Who has them? I don't have them in front of me. So I've, I got them. Sweet. Um, which category is most up for grabs and why? And that comes from Leon Murray voiceover. Um, for him, it's actress, cinematography, and makeup. So this two-part question, I'll just ask that first part. God. I mean, well, actress for sure. Actress right? for we sure. We talked about that. I think original screenplay, depending, right? Like, I think it's Belfast, personally, but I think that there's licorice pizza in there, too, so... 
if Belfast isn't a strong contender to win Best Picture, which I still think it is because of that ensemble nomination. Mm-hmm. Um, but the cinematography one perplexes me because... Yeah, yeah. it's a good one. Cinematography and director win in a split year, but they don't win Best Picture. And when was the last time we had a Best Picture winner that won cinematography? Because Power of the Dog is my number one in that category. Mine too. Yeah. So when was the last time a film won Best Picture? picture not in the expanded it might ballot. be shape of water maybe i want to say one cinematography i don't think it did did it no maybe it did i don't i'm looking right now <clears throat> i mean i know that before the expanded ballot plenty of them did you know yeah but um it, they because they used to sweep but maybe power of the dog is going to sweep i mean we can't we can't rule that out i know you know? uh no blade, shape of water lost to blade runner so the last one would have been Birdman. Right. Both cinematography Birdman. and picture. Right, right, Birdman. And screenplay and director. That's that was a very strong best picture contender. Yeah. Yep. So maybe that's Power of the Dog. Maybe it's that movie. Maybe it too. is. You know, maybe it wins all the top yeah. awards. I think that you given the way that the Academy has done this these things, the way they've fallen out, it doesn't seem like any other movie can win. So I don't think that's up for grabs. I don't know. Cinematography, maybe uh editing. I don't know. Maybe is Dune going to win like everything? Um, I don't know. I don't know. Are they going to split it up? Or are they going to divide it into a couple of movies that they really like? It's so hard to say because the acting yeah. has been decoupled from the best picture. I think costume could go a lot of different ways. Mm-hmm. I definitely think that's up in the air. Score is probably Dune, right? Um, mm, yeah, or Power of the Dog. Johnny Greenwood. Or Encanto. Encanto. All the um, and uh, shorts are up in the air. Obviously, needless to oh, say. Oh God Almighty! Let's with, not uh, talk about the shorts. <laughs> the, sh- the short. I could have thrown a dart at a list and not, uh, and have done better than what I did. No, the the watching. live action I did the worst in, and I thought I was doing the best because I watched them all. Yeah. You know? Yeah. But, I watched all forty-five shorts. I think you did too, <laughs> and I only got six out of fifteen correct. Oh man. Like, no, I know that was that the live action one was like, baffling to me. Like that was just baffling yeah. that the there's so many of those that didn't get in yeah. that are just brilliant, you know, and it's shocking yeah. that they didn't yep. get in. But um, but hey, but hey, Bestia got in. I know, right? Bestia <laughs> all the way. <laughs> oh, I can't wait for them all to have to watch. Them. I was just going to say, like, Bestia. they don't even know what that that movie's. Do? <laughs> they don't even know it's in there. They, most people don't even know that that movie exists. <laughs> And I'm. I was but it's really the one shocked. everybody's talking about. I know yeah, it's it probably gonna win. I hope it it's does. probably gonna win because it's the one everybody is gonna rush out to see because it's what's being talked about. Yep. I was really surprised and kind of disappointed that Camp Confidential missed documentary short. I thought that had oh, a good man. chance to win. That was so good. That was. So and I would good. love to see. I would still love to see that adapted into a feature film. I think oh, that's a I hell know. of a story. Well, what about the This Is Us or This Was Us or you know that one animated? Isn't that yeah, Pixar? that was the Disney one. Us again, I think. Us again. How did that not get in? Like, wow. Yeah. My favorite so... in the animated was Robin Robin, and that got in, so I was happy with that's that. That's such a cute. That's such yeah. a cute. I love. And that I like too. I liked Affairs of the Art too, so I was glad to see. I'm least I'm least disappointed with the animated. The doc the doc in the live action. I. Ooh. I know, me they, too. They went with some that I was like, nope, nope. Same with me. Live action was not my cup of tea. Not at no, all. But I don't mind. That's all right. That's rough. <laughs> so what's our next question? Um, is uh, From Gentle Benj, is Ampus mad at Ridley Scott? Aww. He just got, he got, he had two movies this oh, year. One nomination to both of them for makeup. The last will completely shut out. No, wow. I'm just going to say they probably think he's sort of a son of a bitch. I think just in general, because he's been shut out so many times. But I think he's cool. I mean, I always like a straight shooter, you know, but I a lot of people don't guy. necessarily like a straight shooter. But I like him because I like people who are blunt and tell you exactly what they think, you know, um, like he does. But I'm sure that doesn't exactly make him friends with people. <laughs> but um, but I don't know. I know. Isn't that weird? Um, we're watching a major generational shift right now in the Oscars um, like we saw in the 1970s when we had the sort of John Wayne people moving out and the sort of Jack Nicholson people moving in the boomers 
And now we're seeing the boomers on their way out and then a new sort of breed coming in. And, and I can only hope that they're talented as the 70s ones were <laughs> because uh, that was a great generation to live through. But but uh, Ridley Scott, you know, he's part of that old guard. He's part of that old generation. I'm not sure that... What was that? Oh. Is that Taji? That was Tasha. Yeah. It's Taji. It's Taji. Taji's having a good morning, I hope. Um, <laughs> he is. I thought. I don't know what he's crying about. <laughs> um, um, anyway, blah, blah, blah. The, I don't know uh, what I'm saying. So the Hyatt Gold Derby, I guess, Marshall tweeted just recently. He tweeted that the Hyatt Gold Derby this year was 92 out of 120. That's. I thought I, thought I, I had 88, and I thought I didn't do very well, but I guess that's not no, so that's bad. Good. That's not so bad. The shorts really, that's what killed me. Six out of 15 is. I had a horrific. crushing low of 84, I think. Um, uh, so we're all in the same range, though. Like, yeah. we're probably all in that mid to high 80s. I mean, it was a tough year. Like, that's, that's I don't know, tough year. You know what? I'm thinking about cinematography. We talked about it a minute ago. It would be sweet if a female director and a female cinematographer both won this year for Power yeah. of the Dog. I would love to see Power of the Dog win cinematography. I was I, I was reading for that or to. Belfast. Now that Belfast is out, I think that we'll go get it. it's got to win. I hope it wins. I hope she wins. She's funny, and they're so cute, the two of them together. Um, I would not mind seeing Power of the Dog win. I, I feel like you know, just give it all to yeah. Netflix. Just turn that page. No shit. And, and if there's ever a year they're going to do it, I haven't been that on board with the one the contenders they've had. Really, like I wasn't a huge Roma fan or whatever, but. I love Power Dog, and if that's if that wins, that's a great time to do it. Even though you know, personally, I'm rooting for Belfast still, but Power I like Dog's them both. So I'm good. I'm sort of rooting for yeah. Belfast too, only because of my weird enduring Kenneth Branagh brush. <laughs> <laughs> It'll fade. Those two, <laughs> all those two. I would. I mean, I I was thinking about it earlier. If, if Power of the Dog wins, I think I would probably mm -hmm. rank it in the past ten years of Best Picture winners. I, it might be like my number three favorite. Yeah, it Which kind of has high, a, so. a, a No Country yeah. for Old Men kind of feel about it to me, uh, you know, in a lot of different ways. But it, it, it definitely has that sort of, you know, it'll go down in history like that kind of a winner. And I think the only obstacle it has, in my opinion, is those two things that, that I'm stuck on, which is the in the expanded ballot, how they like to split things up and the fact that it's Netflix. Those are the only two obstacles it has right now. And I think they can probably overcome those. Yeah. Yes, they hate Ridley Scott, clearly. That's the answer. <laughs> so that's our answer. All right. Um, Phantom asks uh, Phantom. a question. We've, there's two parts. We've already kind of talked about the first one. So Gaga and Balfi, Balfi are out. So do you expect brand new challengers to emerge for Kidman and Ariana DeBose, or will they will both of them go all the way? So we've already talked about Best Actress, but is it really Ariana DeBose's to lose, or is Chris, or Kirsten Dunst's ride power of the dog to a win uh, That's a good question. clarence yeah i don't know i don't know what number two is i guess it would i guess number two would have to be kirsten dunce at this point so yeah i i, I will i'll stick with ariana debose yeah. for now mm -hmm. I, I actually I think it's been the most oh, sorry go ahead don't mean to i was just gonna say i think it's been the most consistent thing all year so i, I, think, I would yeah. i don't see any reason to change that she'll be the one say, oh no she, i'm sorry she's i'm sorry to interrupt you she's the one win for west side story but i also think there's a tiny chance jesse buckley if there's anybody that could upset it would be her and that's only because of the yeah. that if they want to give lost daughter something and there's some passionate uh, passionate folks behind that nomination too from at least mm -hmm. on film twitter so i could I could see that. I wonder if she, if she wins, if that also means Coleman wins. Well, put it like, this way. Together? If Dunst wins, you're talking a sweep. Otherwise, oh, yeah. she won't win. You know. But if yeah. she does win, right. that and cinematography and supporting actor and director and screenplay and picture, you finally have your, your Oscar sweep in the expanded ballot era. Mm -hmm. It's not a sweep. Not a clean sweep, but it's, it's more than usual. Uh, yeah, I would... To me, it's what in what is what defines a sweep, right? You know, I, for me, if you win, I think picture, director, screenplay, an acting, and maybe like editing or you know another tech like cinematography. I don't think you have to win like, you know, uh, I think I don't know how I define that. How do you? Well, define I, I would I would do it over over over. In my opinion, it would be I would call it a sweep if it's over four wins, 
because that's the most. I mean, nowadays. Other than, yeah, <laughs> nowadays, other than I yeah. think Hurt Locker won six, and then I think uh, yeah. Birdman won four. Shape of Water maybe won four, but I think six is the most any movie has won. Yeah. So Power six of the Dog. sounds right as long as it wins picture, director, screenplay. Picture, director, screenplay, supporting, and cinematography, five. And then and then maybe maybe something else like production design or sound or, or somewhere that it got in that's like score. really telling. Oh, Cody Smith McPhee. No, ed- supporting yeah. actor. Yeah. And it could yeah. win editing. Yeah. Okay. It could win editing because it's the only best picture. Yeah, it could win editing. Yeah, yeah. shit. So. All right. Um, moving on, uh, our friend Scott Kernan asked two questions. Um, one we had already answered is Power of the Dog, the front runner for Best Picture, which I think, yeah, yeah I think we've talked about that. How, also, how stunning was Denis Villeneuve's uh, Miss, which I personally found incredibly stunning considering how many nominations Dune got. And when you look at that movie, it is entirely successful because of his vision. It is his vision. It is his wrangling of that novel yeah i mean there's sometimes like i hear the next day like i feel the stinging shame of things i said that were wrong like just stinging shame of like oh no penelope cruz won't get in because she didn't have a good publicity team and <laughs> she lands a nomination so it's like uh you know these dumb things i say but i i definitely wrote somebody off who said something to the effect of if if denise Villeneuve didn't get in for bafta director does that mean anything and i thought at the time no because it's all committee but then i made the comment how do you get 11 bafta nominations and then not have him in as director but it's just so funny that then we oh. come over here to the oscars and the same similar kind of thing happens yes so um what do i think about that i think they pushed drive my car um hamaguchi in there and they wanted that to happen so they pushed it and and that meant that they disregarded the uh the ones that they figured were, were sure bets you know mm-hmm. And also, we, I always like to think about actual numbers of ballots. It could have he could have he could have only missed being dominated by only two votes or something. You know, he might have been number six, but he may have been he might have only missed by just a handful of votes. It's so weird, it's, isn't it? But but I will say know. to that, I'm sorry to interrupt you, but just really quickly that picking for me picking the DGA five helped me in that situation because I wouldn't right. have known who to take out. And I probably wouldn't have put in Hamaguchi. I probably would have put in Del Toro. So I would have gotten two wrong. Not that it mattered. My score still sucked. But anyway. Yeah, but I think that's. I think that is the point that we talked about, which is, you know, who do you take out and who do you take in? When when it's both sides like that, I'm gonna probably play it safe. If it's you know a situation like you know I I took out Bardem and put in DiCaprio because. You know, the the momentum it felt like Don't Look Up had. Yeah. Um, and you know, to me I never was betting on being the Ricardos. That was the one I that's the one I took out of the PGA. Um, you know, I I think when it's when you feel there's a weak five and you feel there's a strong six, that's when you can kinda do the gut thing. But director never really felt like who the hell's it gonna be either way. The only reason I thought Bardem first of all, I think he's great yeah. in the movie. Absolutely yeah, great. He is. But I also he's think good. that um we have our prom. We have our prom because yeah, we have our we prom really king and queen with Penelope and Javier, and we've got Jesse Plemons and Kirsten Dunst. Everybody loves a prom. So, you know. Yeah. Yeah. That's what why I kept stuck with Bardem. I'm like, yeah, they're going to do both. You know what's funny is that's why I went with an original song. I At the last minute to my, you know, my mistake, I pulled out Down to Joy from Belfast and put in the Jay-Z song so that him and Beyonce would be there together. Yeah. Yeah. That's good strategy uh, there. Yeah. But <laughs> it didn't work. And I didn't call Plemons <laughs> right. or Bardem or Cruz. So, you know, the, the matchmaking thing for me is not, is not the way to go. Well, we have to give not, a shout out a to, to Jalal who, who totally nailed that. Um, totally nailed that Jesse Plemons thing. Yeah. So it's awesome. All right. What else? Did you have, did you have any real quick? Did you have any like real long shots that you felt that that got in? For me, yeah, um, or anybody. I love getting. I love it when that happens. And and it, I think the best thing that happened for me is is two things. I got a free guy in um, nice visual effects, and I got Bestia in animated short. Those two. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's so inside baseball, but. I'm I'm yeah. I'm I'm glad that my nightmare alley instincts were right, even though in the end I didn't end up yeah. pulling the trigger for that. I 
I envy Joyce Ng, who is such a good predictor. I envy her clarity um, with a lot of her. She picks, has, you know, she had nightmares as well. Uh, I don't know if she did, but she, no, I think she had tick, tick, okay. boom, but she had drive my car. Okay. So I had, I had the flip of that. I had nightmare alley, but did, but had tick, tick, boom as well. Yeah. So I, Ricardo's is the PG I took out. Nightmare is the one I put in. I didn't really see both missing. But remember, we did know so, those were the two we weakest. Did. We did. Yeah. Know those that, were the two so. weakest for sure. So that's no good. Doubt. I mean, that does show yep. that we know something. <laughs> yeah. I was glad. I'm glad. Uh, I, I love Tick Tick Boom, but I, I'm glad it wasn't just the straight ten for PJ. That would have been a little bit, a little yeah. boring, I guess. Yeah, I don't know. For sure, for sure. Um, I don't think these voters d appear to have paid much attention to the guild nominations. It seems like they didn't really, yeah. you know. That's that's why when we're we're judging our stats yeah. and stuff, we're looking at history <laughs> that's different from the recent history of COVID times. Right. You know. This new academy, man. And the new it's academy, to, like it's all a it's reset. It's hard to figure out. Yeah. Definitely. Everything has changed. So um, we had a lot of questions come in that we don't have time to answer because we are running short of time. Oh, so shit. there was some uh, feedback about Jennifer Hudson missing out, uh, mm -hmm. some disappointment there. Um, but the last question I think I want to pose is if this was a year of five for Best Picture, who gets in? That's easy. That one's easy. Yeah. Really easy. So it's go ahead, Mark. You do it. Uh, ooh, I don't know if mine will be the same. I would go Power of the Dog, Belfast, Licorice Pizza, West Side Story, and King Richard. All right, I would do all those except my... F yeah, I mean, I guess we have six because Don't Look Up. It would be the six. That's my number six. Yeah, so... Yeah. It's just in the, the end... Difference, the difference there is Will Smith. Yeah, exactly. It's it's hard because yeah. I used I was doing the Oscars before they expanded, you know, from 2000 to 2009. And so I remember those years where just one would mess or something. If you look at the charts, you can tell which movies would have gotten in under those systems yeah. if they expanded it. Yeah. But it is hard to know between Don't Look Up and King Richard which one would have gotten in. Yeah. But we yep. think King Richard be probably because of the... That's where I that's where I would go is the the whole Will Smith you know best actor driven picture, I don't know. Mm -hmm. DGA yeah, as opposed to Don't Look Up, which didn't, didn't get any uh, acting nominations. No, at all. no, but yeah. it did get the editing and the screenplay. Right. But so did King Richard, yeah. right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. But DGA is is often your guide for that. Yeah. Or it yeah. has been in the past. I mean, things have changed. <laughs> so yeah, now actually, what I just the five I just gave was hindsight. Looking at what they did, that's the five I would guess it would have been. That's not the same five I would have predicted going into it. I would have had Dune in that five. Mm -hmm. And now I would not. Oh, okay. So ours are different. So mine would be Power of the Dog, Belfast, Dune. Um, and that's... Uh, I see what you're saying. You're saying because he didn't get a director nomination. Yeah. Looking at it now, how it spilled out. If looking at it now, you had to predict which five would it be, that's where I would put King Richard in. Oh, Going okay. into it, I would have had Don't Look Up and Dune In over West Side Story and King Richard. See, I still think Dune, gets, been crazy. Dune gets in only because of the broad support it got across all categories. Right, right. So I would, I would think that, that you know King Richard might miss if it's between those two just because of the overall support. But that's a tough one. I mean, I would go with the D, in my opinion, it's the DGA 5 for Best Picture 5. Yeah, I can't argue that. Yeah. Um, as last word, I guess, um, on Jennifer Hudson, it's a real bummer for me, big heartbreak. But as somebody pointed out, she does have an Oscar. So, um, oh, yeah. you know, True. it's not. But it, yeah, it, I, I think it's I, I continue to think it's a bad look for the Academy to, to not have any black actresses and to. But, you know, um, it was a tough sell, that movie. It was, t it was tough to get people to watch it. It was tough to get the keep the buzz building for two years or whatever it was. And um, better luck next time, you know. But, um, yeah, you know how much I, I cared, so you know how bummed I am. But um, we Sorry shall move on. That. I'm not going to write any long angry screeds about it or anything. <laughs> <laughs> you know what you should do, though, is write about Kristen Stewart because your tweet got like 2,000 likes or something. Oh, my God. It got, like well, a th it got over 1,000 last I saw. Wow. So Holy there, shit. There I finally have a viral tweet after... Or whoever tweeted that about Kristen Stewart under the awards daily account that 
that one blew up a little. So well, because you know, I've I've been I've been following their fan base since the old days of their breakup with Robert Pattinson, Kristen right. Stewart, and because I stood up for Kristen Stewart, I defended her. I got in the middle of this huge war online between Pattinson <laughs> fans and Stewart fans. I know it. We can we can search. You can if oh, you search no. if you search on Twitter. <laughs> For your name, Sasha, and my name together, there are a couple of tweets from back then that said that you have to go to war daily because Ryan Adams and Sasha Stone are sticking up for Kristen Stewart. Yeah, that was those those from back then. So I think that, I wrote was, a piece defending her, Kristen Stewart, and and so I became kind of well liked in that group, and I've watched them all these years, like hoping that she gets a nomination and being disappointed every single time. And so it was nice to see them finally get that, you know, after all mm. these years. I mean, that was a long time ago. Think about the Robert Pattinson days. I, I know your post was great. And then I did what I don't do so often anymore, but I've, I fought the battle out in the comments all for the, for the next week after that, you know? And so we both got our reputations burnished by that. I was so mad. They were <laughs> slut shaming her in the press. Oh, I know. It was terrible. It was oh, man, ridiculous. So anyway, that's how that. We had all these intruders on the side of all of these interviews. Oh my god! Came in trying to to make. I actually got a um a stalker, a Robert Pattinson stalker, who stalked me for years, like all over the internet, in a way that I had to call the police on this person. Oh my gosh! It was so bad, and I was like, "How could anybody be this twisted?" (laughs) But anyway, um, all right. Well, that was fun. I mean, maybe it wasn't the most lively. Maybe it's not in top two. Mark, <laughs> our podcast. <laughs> We're better at night. We're better after the sun goes down. <laughs> None of us are at our best before noon. noon. <laughs> before noon, just don't bother me. Just, you know, uh, happy enough. Oh, all right. Well, listen. Um, fun. Thank run. you. I know. Okay. okay. Love you guys, and uh, have, we'll talk have later. A good one. Right. Bye, everybody. Bye, bye. Next time. Okay. Bye, bye. You've been listening to all this and the Oscars too. AwardsDaily.com's podcast on the Oscar race. You can find more of our articles uh, at AwardsDaily.com where we've got a thriving comment section and uh, you can find a link to our mailing list if you'd like to have award announcements delivered into your inbox. And then you can follow me on Twitter at AwardsDaily or any of the other people you've heard on this podcast there. Twitter handles are all linked off our main site. Please leave a review if you like this podcast. It really does help, believe it or not, um, on the interwebs. Anyway, thanks for listening.